have to point out their hypocrisy. They pointed out their own hypocrisy. All he had to do is, uh, you know, just, he didn't ask a question, but said that whoever is without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. Go ahead. And then, and then their sin revealed itself. Uh, their hypocrisy revealed itself. You know, I think it's, it's like, it seemed like everything happened so fast, you know, so hastily. Everybody's jumping in, grabbing rocks. You know, uh, this is what we do. This is normal. Let's jump in on it. Um, and it wasn't until Jesus kind of challenged their thinking and kind of slowed down, like, hold on, what are you guys doing? I guess the way that would apply is we don't go around physically stoning people anymore. But we would do this, we would do the same thing with our words, wouldn't we? I think even for for me, where I cast those stones possibly in my heart, you know, not even not even the words, but in in my mind, in my heart, it's not even just the, you know, do I do I type a text and then delete it and have the self control to delete it, uh, but the fact that you know I even had it, uh, that it welled up in my heart, uh, that's me picking up the stone. Mm. Welcome to this week's episode of What Do I Think a podcast where we stop and explore some questions we have that are maybe going through your head too. We believe the Bible is absolute truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that someday he's returning. But if you're anything like us, as you read the Bible and follow after Christ, there are many questions that arise. Well, ultimately, we will never be able to figure out all the answers, and that's okay. This podcast digs into some of those questions, and we hope it will lead to some helpful discovery and knowing God more as you ask yourself, what do I think? Today, I talk with Pastor Justice Froman to explore the thought that as followers of Christ, we are to see others as Christ sees them, yet how often we fall very short of that, becoming just like those gathered around the woman caught in adultery, clutching stones in our fists or in our hearts. We begin in Matthew chapter 26 with the betrayal of Christ, particularly verse 56, and then end our conversation focusing in John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. So there's there's the three accounts here parallel, but in Matthew and it says in Mark, Mark and John too, but verse fifty six it says, Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. And it was like, Man, y'all were like just in the upper room telling him how, how much you loved him, uh, that you would never leave him and how quickly they turned away and deserted him, you know? Yeah. But how often hmm. How often do we do we do that? Yeah, like I'm Mr. Christian until I get in an awkward position and I'm like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm a pastor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I think that's a good point. I think we think of you know Judas kissing in the betrayal or Peter denying three times, you know, very distinctly, or these disciples running away. But I think it's equally kind of running away, just like you're saying. We probably, you know, I think I've gotten off a phone call with a customer service person before, and I said, and if, at the end of that call, if I said, "Hey, by the way, I want to invite you to my church on Sunday," uh, <laughs> they might not have turned up. And yeah, I think to a degree that is. I, I guess you know when we say to degree, there are no degrees. So you're either you're either 
you're either representing Christ or you're not representing Christ. You're either staying with him or deserting him like the disciples did here. But Yeah, we uh, last night we were kind of talking about, um, you know, we studied Palm Sunday and talking about how like they expect, like Jesus wasn't what they expected. And so, like, whenever he was coming in, they were handling him as, you know, blessed as the king. But he, uh, but they were expecting a different type of king. <laughs> they were expecting a king that was going to come and build an army and overtake Rome and liberate them from Roman oppression and all that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he came as a suffering servant and died. And, and so, um, and then a lot of them were like, I guess that's the end. It's like he told you over and over, three days, I'm going to come back. You figure they should have been waiting at the tomb. They should have been like, all right, he said, he said, it's the third day. Come on. But they just didn't. And, uh, and so we can like get onto them. Like how stupid were they? Like, can, like, what were they thinking? Why didn't they get it? But um, I mean, we do the same thing. Like we expect things of God, things of Jesus that really he is never in, promised or told us he would do so it's like we think mm-hmm. if we get jesus then everything's going to be okay if we get jesus everything's going to be easy uh if i'm a good person i'm going to you know good things are going to happen to me and you know so we have all these other things and you see a lot of that surfacing right now because you have all these uh well not all of these and, and i don't want to brush everybody with the same but um but you have some people in the Christian tradition right now who are saying, oh, we don't have to worry about the coronavirus because, you know, if you're a faithful follower of Jesus, you don't have to worry about no sickness, all this stuff. And it's like, that's not what he's saying. Okay. It's like, it's not, he's not saying that you're never going to get sick, that you're never going to die, you know, physically. And so, um, so we kind of have all these different expectations. So I think it's, it's important for us to, as we read the Bible, to not just say, oh man, weren't they, you know, why didn't they get it? But to say, man, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Whenever mm-hmm. things get difficult, whenever I get put in a weird position, I don't always say, well, I'm a Jesus follower, right? I'm a pastor. I'm a, sometimes it's like, I want to hide that. Why do you think, especially for those in ministry, particularly pastors, you know, it is one of the things I hear so often when I talk to pastors, uh, and the challenge for me, especially if I know I'm preaching soon, is that you filter everything through the what point can I make in a sermon or how can I use this as a sermon illustration or when I'm taking notes, whether it's in the, the margins of my Bible or in my notebook, saying when I I'll like pose a question, I'll say, how do we uh, or we do this? And I always I always try and catch myself. I'm like, no, no, no not we, what about, what about me? Like, how do I do this? Right. Um, so for, for pastors, for that, you know, maybe there, or if you lead a Bible study, there's that as well, but just in general, why do you think it's easy sometimes, even as we're reading the Bible to think of how this should apply to others, as opposed to how we should apply it to our life? Yeah, I think one is because, uh, we think we're a lot better than we are. <laughs> like I got it together, you know, and then, um, and, and two, it's really easier to point out flaws in other people 
and you know help other people than it is to deal with your own stuff you know it's actually that that happened to me um recently uh because as we're writing this book uh, i was talking about how one of the enemies of jesus style discipleship is our tradition and how we are i don't know we want to hold on to the way we always done things <clears throat> mm-hmm. and so when we're confronted with well that's really not how jesus did it then we're like but this is how i always done it and we're just hesitant <laughs> to change and uh and so as i was writing that chapter i was like using like writing illustrations about people in my church people i know or churches i know that are like resistant to change and all that and then i was thinking wait i that was me you know whenever nelson first came to me and presented this i was originally i was like man this is nuts and it took me a long time to like because i was so stuck on what i my idea or what i've been taught what's been passed down to me on how to make disciples and it took me a long time to get around to well maybe my tradition is holding me back from actually making disciples the way Jesus would. And, uh, mm. and so I just had that moment myself and I, ha- I haven't even revised the chapter yet. I've, <laughs> I've got to go revise those pieces in that chapter because uh, I'm going to turn it into, man, this was me. That's, that's good. It is. It is. So I, I mean, we see, we see the, um, the woman, the woman caught in adultery, right. And they all bring her to Jesus. And I just, I love Jesus. I mean, I love <laughs> Jesus, but just Jesus, man. It's like he, and he had, he had obviously supernatural wisdom and everything. Uh, but man, just the responses he had were just like, that's awesome. And so we're, you know, he didn't even, he didn't even have to, he didn't even have to point out their hypocrisy. They pointed out their mm-hmm. own hypocrisy. All he had to do is, uh, you know, just, he didn't ask a question, but said, that whoever is without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and then and then their sin revealed itself. Uh, yeah. Their hypocrisy revealed itself. And um, I was listening to a, a sermon recently uh, at, at our church. Pastor Kevin was sharing about the, the passage in the Sermon on the Mount about first take the plank out of your own eye before you look at the speck in someone else's eye. Uh, and he it was a great illustration. He had a, like a two about a two foot two by four he kind of held it up to his eye right in front of his eye he's like how crazy would this look like to walk around to people uh and then even like walk up and say oh i think you have something in your eye uh when you got this big old thing and like even as you like leaned in to like get it out of their eye you'd be like poking them in the face with your two by four uh you know and it's a it is kind of a funny illustration uh but we do that and so for me for others for me the challenge, I think, is sometimes I really, I guess, at the heart of what it is, just as talking, thinking about this, the, the issue is I hold myself as the standard uh, rather than Christ as the standard. And mm-hmm. so when I, when I look at other people's sin and think, I'm glad I don't struggle with that, uh, it's, it's because I'm holding them to, to who I am, to my standard, rather than saying, man, uh, I, I don't struggle with what they're struggling with, 
Uh, but I do have my struggles, and I'm just thankful that Jesus' blood covers both of us. Um, and so for me, you know, the, the challenge then is is seeing other people like Jesus saw them uh, and not like I see them because I'm thankful that thankful that Jesus didn't look at me the way I would probably look at me uh, sometimes, you know. You've ever noticed that in the story of the woman caught in adultery when he said he is without sin cast the first stone have you ever noticed that it says that they drop their stones uh, one at a time from oldest to youngest mm. what is it what do you think that means or what's the significance of that well a significance can, i mean you, you think you know, if you, Kayla and I just got a new, a new car, a new to us car. Uh, I mean, I, I love I, every excuse, especially right. Well, one, just being locked in the house right now, but every, every chance I get to go outside, I like, look at that car. I'm like, man, just, I mean, I'm thankful for it. God, thank you for, uh, this car. And, and it's beautiful. I washed it the other day. I hadn't washed our other car in two years. Uh, but I washed, washed this new one in the first week and it's already covered in pollen and junk again. Uh, it's like a futile effort. But, you know, I go out there and I look at it and, um, and like I said, it is used. And so just the other day, I was like, oh, there's, there's a little thing there, a little nick, you know. But, uh, I, you know, you, you see it. My, my truck is a 2002 Dodge Ram. And at the beginning of the street, even just turning down our street, you'd be able to see that the paint is like peeling off, that it's, it's pretty, pretty ruggedy, pretty jacked up looking. And, and so it's just easy, those older things, it's easier to see may, maybe some of the imperfections, the, the rust and stuff like that. And so I think a couple things in that one, older people have more sin. I mean, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> not <laughs> older people have sinned more, I guess. Uh, They're better like grandpa. You need to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> what sin in your uh, life? That's, apparently, we need we need more uh, nursing home ministries. <laughs> no, no, but I mean the lo- I, what I meant is the longer you live, the more sins. Like I have I have yeah. sinned more today at thirty five years old than I did at fifteen years old. Um, okay. And so, not that the sin is greater, or that I, you, the older you get, the the greater sins you commit. But the, I guess the number of sins you've committed uh, as you get older, and so you know. The older, hopefully you get wiser as you get older. And so, you know, maybe they were just caught up in emotion. I mean, you think about who were these people as far as, you know, like, I mean, certainly they didn't all catch her in this, right? She was caught in that. So you think like how many people like caught her in this? It was probably just a small group. And then they told other people or as they were corralling her towards Jesus, you know, other people just human condition, people start gathering around. Uh, and so some people might even be like, what are we even doing here? Um, but so when Jesus says what he does, then maybe those pe- those first people, the older, wiser ones are like, oh, he's right. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. The younger ones are still, no, let's, let's stone her, no, let's stone her. Mm-hmm. So, so it could be just, they were wiser. It could be that, you know, just that whole where Jesus forgives and he says, her, her sin is great, so she loves great, um, mm-hmm. you, right? Uh, and so they, maybe the older ones realize the gravity of their sin, 
Mm -hmm. uh, and so they, they realize that quicker. I don't know. So I guess there were maybe a couple of thoughts that just come into my head yeah, that's uh, good. as far as why they were there. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Why, why maybe did they respond first? No, I think, you know, all what you said was good. They, uh, uh, I mean, we really don't know. I think it's, it's primarily around, you know, they were older, so they are more aware of their sinfulness and can, uh, more easily see. Yeah, you know, so, so in John 8, there it says, um, the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman. So again, like I said, they, I'm sure they weren't all present when, when she was caught and there was a crowd, because in verse, you know, verse 2, uh, in the morning he came to, again to the temple, all the people came to him and sat down. And so there, were, there was a large group. I mean, how humiliating for this woman. The scribes and the Pharisees, verse 3, brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses uh, commands us that such a woman should be stoned. So what do you say? That's like uh, Jesus, you know, verse 6, like this they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Um, and so Jesus, I mean, it is, you know, obviously Jesus knows hearts, uh, and so he knew what their, what their, uh, what their intention were. And then the, the age-old question is, what did Jesus write on the ground? What do you think Jesus wrote with his finger on the ground? I don't know what he wrote. You know, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, and then he does it again, too, which is funny. Um, we're going to ask him when we get there. You him. and I will go together. Jesus, tell yeah. us. What was it? He will be like, I was just doodling. I mean, y'all y'all <laughs> took that way too far. <laughs> uh, it specifically says that he drew something uh, on the ground, but it's interesting that that we are told that, but not told what to what uh, what he wrote. So, anyways, and as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, "Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her." And once he bent down to the ground once more, hmm. but when they heard it. They went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. You know, it could also be that Jesus is like, or that they're thinking, man, if we stick around here, he's going to start calling us out for our sin. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's take off. Uh, but he was left alone. So Jesus stood up and said, her woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? He said, no one, Lord, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. Uh, what would you say if there's like one thing to apply to your life out of that story it would be? Don't throw stones. <laughs> you know, I think it's it's like it seems like everything happens so fast, you know, so hastily everybody's jumping in, grabbing rocks. You know, um, this is what we do, this is normal. Let's jump in on it. Um and it wasn't until Jesus kind of challenged their thinking and kind of slowed down, like, hold on, what are you guys doing? Mm. Like, is this really what the, what the law is about? Mm. about? It's about just killing, like looking for somebody to kill. Like, they didn't catch her, like, accidentally. Oops, I caught you in adultery. It's like they planned this, right? It was like, we know this girl is in that room. Let's go get her. You know, it was like, it was... Mm. It wasn't like this anyway. So it's just like, I think 
I guess the way that would apply is we don't go around just physically stoning people anymore, but we would do this. We would do the same thing with our words, wouldn't we? I mean, so like, we we would do the same. I thing? would. Sorry, I would. You're right. <laughs> I would do the same thing with my words, right? I would. I would. Um, you know, you see somebody who's doing sinful things and. And it's like you start talking bad about them. You start how how could mm-hmm. they? You know they so they call themselves a Christian and they're, you know doing. And then we and so we so easily throw stones of our words towards people. Mm. And if we ever just stop to think and reflect on me, right, and say, well, you know what, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm working through. And mm. if everybody knew my issues, um, I'd be in a I'd be in a pickle. So. <laughs> Um, so maybe I should just keep my mouth shut, mm. right, and not condemn them, you know, verbally. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think even for for me, where I cast those stones, possibly in my heart, you know, not even not even the words, but in in my mind, in my heart, do I cast those stones? So if if Jesus, he was just challenging their, well, what what's the letter of this law, just like he did in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, you know, they, they, he said, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Uh, and they had taken that, uh, something that was meant to really um, bring about uh, equal, equal punishment. Uh, they had turned that into like a law or rule of vengeance. Um, mm. So they had, they had drifted from the, the original intent. And so the same thing, like you're saying, that's what Jesus was addressing here is well, what, what really is, was Moses saying? What was at the heart of uh, you know, cause the same God, uh, gave, gave the Mosaic law as he did this new covenant. And so what was at the heart of that? And so, you know, again, in the Sermon on the Mount where he says, you've heard it said, if you kill your, do not kill. But I say, if you even are angry at your brother, uh, then you've committed sin in your heart. And so it's not even just the, you know, do I, do I type a text and then delete it and have the self-control to delete it? Uh, but the fact that, you know, I even had it. Uh, mm. that it welled up in my heart, uh, that's me picking up a stone mm. to, to, to cast. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's a challenge. And something else interesting, you, you know, you said this was, this was planned or this wasn't, uh, maybe not so much planned, but at least it wasn't just some act, like this wasn't the act of adultery was probably not happening in a super public place. So there had to be some level of um, intentionality but what about the dude? Where's the dude in this? Yeah. And um, so I, that could open a whole, I guess, a whole not, whole other discussion uh, yeah. in that too. But but I think in that, if they were really concerned about justice, then wouldn't they have brought both of them mm-hmm. uh, to, you know? And so Jesus, I think it points out that Jesus obviously wants us not to sin um but it's not so much about the just don't sin it's the jesus jesus wants us to be whole again mm. um jesus wants to bring um redemption wants to bring uh transformation in our lives and that's why he said to her now now go and, and sin no more um uh, and whereas these the, the, the scribes uh, they were concerned about retribution, um, you know, rather than um, healing. 
you know, you kind of wonder if the, the guy in the situation was holding a stone. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't, <laughs> in that day, it probably wouldn't have been surprising for that to even be the case. Sure. Obviously, we're, yeah, we, we know that we're, women were not uh, viewed in the highest regard uh, in this time. Uh, and that there were even different, the law seemed to apply differently. Uh, but it does seem like the main idea in this and in the pull the log out of your own eye first is like to deal with your own stuff, right? Mm. Like you are so concerned with everybody else's stuff and there's a time to like keep each other accountable and all of that. There's time for that, absolutely. Mm. But you should primarily be dealing with yourself, like dealing with your own sin. Thank you for listening to episode two of What Do I Think? I look forward to episode three next Friday as I will talk with Pastor Don Trest to explore how we can turn to the book of Proverbs to gain wisdom and understanding, especially in uncertain times like we are currently walking through. I hope today's conversation will lead to you exploring and discovering how God wants you to grow, particularly around seeing others the way He sees them, and that you might ask yourself, what do I think?